So, hey, Matthias, how are you? Hey, Arvik, I'm good. Thank you. How are you doing? Absolutely fine. What about you? Yeah, so, so excited to be here on, on your podcast and uh, yeah, to see what, what happens today in our chat. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, so, like, before we get into the conversation, can you give an introduction to the listeners, to the viewers? Yeah, my name is Matthias. Uh, I, I live in Germany. I'm a, a founder of uh, toquiet2market.com. It's a site uh, with marketing software for introverts who don't like marketing but feel they must do it to have success. And um, yeah, I care very much about art, uh, people who, who start their own thing, who want to be independent, like indie hackers and other types of creators like newsletter creators, for example, or authors or musicians or photographers who simply want to do their, their own thing. Yeah, that, I, I find that exciting. Yeah, marketing is a thing which uh, troubles a lot of founders, introverts or not. It is like in general, like a big pain for everyone. Yeah, marketing is, it's, it's kind of weird. Without marketing, you, you're not offering anything to, to people. So people won't know what you have to offer. Uh, so you won't make any business. Uh, but with marketing, it's, it's a little difficult to us, like types like uh, indie hackers or other uh, types of creative people. Uh, they don't like to, to brag about themselves, for example, or they, they don't like to, to make a lot of noise or talk a lot about, themse about themselves. So yeah, it, it doesn't come naturally to, to us founders, I think. Uh, what, what, according to you, what is the reason for people being afraid, not necessarily afraid, but uh, like have a hard time marketing their product? Yeah, I think it's mostly, um, or I, I can talk a little bit about me here. When I was in September, um, I wanted to start a new thing and um, I had failed with several other things before. And I thought, well, hmm, I have to tackle the marketing topic this time. Um, and what scared me away from it was um, this notion of, um, yeah, tooting the horn, uh, beating the drum, uh, making noise about my product. It doesn't simply doesn't come naturally to me because I'm a kind of modest person um, and uh, I, I think the best thing would be I, I develop something, put it out there and it speaks for itself. But yeah, that's not the way, not the way it works, right? The, the people don't, don't recognize what you do, what you have to offer when, when you don't talk about it or, or yeah, show it to them. So yeah, I think we have a hard time because um, we are, we are used to solve problems. That's what we, we are really good at. And uh, but telling other people about how good we solve the problem, now nah, that's that's not so not so our thing. Um, and after a while, I discovered just a moment. It's not about me and my product. It's more about what the users can do with it and how great they will be afterwards. And I should begin telling stories about that. And I thought, oh yeah, that's easier for me because I can easily talk about the success of other people uh, than about how good I am or how good my product is. I, I think it's much more important to talk about what the users can can do and can be with it. Yeah, that, that's a great point. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you think like, what I have noticed is 
generally indie hackers and founders in general uh when a thing does not have a set path then it kind of becomes harder for them to do just like marketing because mm-hmm. if we talk mm-hmm. about programming so in this there are the uh, no it's not like directly a set path but somewhat it is there are defi- predefined things which the indie hacker or the founder can use but like in case of marketing it is different for every person and uh, it's the creativity of the person which comes to because comes into play do you think yeah exactly uh, marketing is kind of unpredictable because it involves other people um when you uh, in, in in software it only involves the computer right when when yeah. uh, i make a program either it works or it doesn't and if, if it doesn't work i have to fix it okay but with marketing it's it's kind of different i can put out the best marketing that i think is the best but people don't react so um yeah. i i may maybe i made a mistake maybe i didn't my, make myself clear or maybe i um didn't tell about the advantages for for people for for customers in any case it it depends not only on me but on them right it's much more about them than than about me but in in computer programming it's much more about me <laughs> and my <laughs> skills so i think that's a big difference yeah so the toughest part is understanding the psychology of the people do you think exactly. that is the toughest exactly yeah people want to want to thrive right they want to yeah. first they want to make sure that their needs are covered and afterwards they want to thrive and um when when you offer something people look at it and say will this help me to thrive will this help will this bring me forward in any way yeah and that's the question they have in their minds not not about how how great the product is but what they will be able to do or to be afterwards or to feel afterwards and that's that's much more important and and yeah. much of of the marketing that we do simply fails because we forget that we we must not forget that it's about our customers and their state the last thing the customers uh, care about is the tech stack <laughs> the person is using they care about uh, oh, the yes, problem yeah. which is being solved <laughs> the tech stack is less important except when, when you make products for developers for example then the tech stack is yeah. very important but when you make products for for people other than developers or engineers uh then the tech stack is less important exactly how do you market uh, to quiet to market uh, yeah i have um, in a, uh different ones in the beginning i thought first i i'd like to validate that it's really a problem for people so i put out the landing page very simple one on card and um with an email sign up form saying um uh, if marketing doesn't come naturally to you um please sign up here and so on um and suddenly around let's what what is it i, I think it was 120 people who signed up and i thought wow uh, there must be some uh, something behind there um and then i created a little uh, prototype or minimum viable product so the first thing made a video about it then i um put out a landing page a real landing page uh, or real home page so to say um and with the email list that i had i, w- I went to convert kit and started sending newsletters so newsletter is uh, is my next channel 
And um, uh, today it's like this, I write, um, every Sunday I write a text for my blog. It's to quietomarket.com slash blog. And um, then I make a YouTube video for the, um, for the text that I created one week before. So I turn the older text into a YouTube video. Um, and I also um, publish it as a, as a podcast. And I send the blog post out as a newsletter as well. So uh, based on the same text, I go to three or four different channels. That, that's, uh, so all the channels are in somewhere or the other interrelated to each other. Yes, that's right. I link from one to the other. For example, when I finished the YouTube video, I embedded into the old uh, blog post from the week before. Um, so after a while, things become much more interesting for people. Yeah. So uh, what what do you think uh, an ideal an ideal uh, like landing page should have? Like you created your landing page. What do you think? Which which type of landing page will help the conversion? Uh, of the users into customers, viewers into customers. Hmm. Um, there are different styles. I'm, I'm still working on it. The style that I used um, was like, like a headline with a kind of hook. Um, yeah. uh, currently, the headline is like, um, introverts like you do marketing like this. It's yeah. a pun on, uh, on Seth Godin, who, who always yeah. says people like, like us do things like this. And um, I wanted to make it absolutely clear whom it is for. Um, and then a, sub, a subheading that says what it is, right? Marketing software for people who don't like marketing, something like that. And then further down, um, I describe the problem, then the solution, then the features, the benefits, and finally call to action. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure whether I keep the structure. For example, recently I discovered this book called um, Story Branding or Story Brand. Um, and this has a totally different structure. They say um, people who have a problem meet a guide who shows them a plan and calls them to action. And I, I find this also very attractive. Um, and maybe I change my landing page according to this storytelling style. I think it's much more attractive because as humans, we have been sitting around the campfire and telling stories for thousands of years, right? Yeah. So we're used to that. <laughs> So, uh, how how major role do you think uh, storytelling, like you said, plays in the current shape or an, and form of marketing? What impact? It it re it keeps reoccurring in different forms of marketing. For example, in a blog post, you can easily tell a story. In a video, you can do so. In an audio, um, so it it's independent of the medium. Yeah. Um, storytelling is an exciting way to to transfer information so, or for sense making for example when people listen to a story uh, they are trying to uh, compare it to their own mind to their own emotions and and trying to make sense of what they hear and the story is always very good and very relatable yeah for sure so uh what again what uh what according to you is uh, has been the biggest change um, before and after the COVID era, the COVID, the pandemic period. And the oh, the pandemic, yeah. Industry. 
it changed a lot of things. Uh, for example, um, things became much more digital. Um, when, when COVID hit, I was forced to stay at home, buy me a good camera, a microphone, some, some lights here, um, put everything into remote work mode. Um, uh, in my day job, I, I work as a consultant and trainer for software engineering methods. And previously I spent a lot of time with customers and their site. Um, now I was doing everything from home. So um, yeah, COVID changed this remote work thing. And I think people have optimized for that. So when we create products today, we have to think about the, this remote lifestyle yeah. or this lifestyle from home, right? Uh, we should think about that a lot more than before. Uh, do you think offline or offline advertising or offline marketing is uh, still a, uh, a big player in this industry? I remember Peter Levels who rented uh, exactly the, the billboard yeah. that leads to, to the Apple uh, company. <laughs> and yeah. The employees were going there by car uh, to the Apple company and suddenly saw this big sign over there. Uh, you can rent that these days, but I'm don't, I don't know how effective that is. So I'm much more into online marketing than, than offline. I also don't yeah. know very much about printed media, for example. Yeah. But I think uh, it has evolved over time and uh, the offline media has started to lose its traction, which it had earlier. But... I think so. The print media, they, they struggle to keep themselves alive yeah. and they all open their online channels. So yeah, that's something yeah. that's uh, easy to see. Yeah. yeah. So uh, do you think, because uh, many people get confused between marketing and advertising which uh, so advertising is a part of marketing so do you think that advertising is still relevant in today's world because people rely heavily on uh, personal brands and uh, creating the or uh, uh, social media marketing basically do you think that advertisements are still relevant today I think for certain um, uh, use cases, I think they are still relevant. Um, the, there is this old thing in marketing saying, you, first you need attention, then you need interest, then you need desire, and then people go to action, right? This AIDA principle, yeah. this AIDA. And I think advertising is very good for the initial attention, um, attention and interest uh, thing, uh, simply to get known, to get out there, right? For example, I could run Twitter ads if I wanted to, but yeah. I heard they are not very effective. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of a lot of money goes to waste when when you advertise. Um, that's that's uh, normal. Uh, but afterwards, when when people develop desire, I I could, for example, I could move them to an email list or to my social media channels. Uh, that, that's much more or much easier yeah. than than advertising. I think. Yeah. So what, uh, is there any one company like which you admire the advertisements and the marketing and the marketing and branding of any one company? Yeah, of course, Apple. I'm a big Apple fan. Yeah. So what Apple does is, yeah, terrific. <laughs> they created a whole lifestyle. It's not about yeah. computers anymore. It's it's not about iPhones or iPods or anything. It's, a, it's an Apple lifestyle, right? <laughs> They have successfully created a lifestyle. It's really interesting. Yeah. 
let's talk about this a little bit so what do you think apple is doing differently which other brands are not doing other companies are not doing i think they are good, very good at at storytelling at at uh, raising emotions uh, for example i remember the it was many many years back um, when i still used windows computers and um, suddenly i saw a poster hanging on the wall from from apple that says our computers simply work or something like that <laughs> and I said, oh this is this is mean right this is <laughs> this is uh, telling uh, our computers work this implies that the other's computers don't work right it was the old days when windows was sometimes crashing and and rebooting and so on afterwards windows became much better right so these days it's over with that slogan but but in the old days it was still something that could be said and apple they they boldly said it right they said our computers simply do do what yeah. you want or they work <laughs> and i thought what and that's how they got me right by by this simple emotion this frustration about rebooting windows computers <laughs> and, uh, they got me to to use a mac then and it is because of uh, this reason that even though apple products are more expensive as compared to other products but still they sell more than them <laughs> yeah i think so they can charge yeah. higher prices because they have this image of being yeah. yeah kind of luxury brand like like gucci or versace or whatever uh, or porsche or <laughs> and um yeah they can charge these prices uh, the other companies can't charge so much yeah that's a good thing but <laughs> they should lower the prices yeah. <laughs> good for them <laughs> So um what, what do you think is the biggest mis- mistake which first time founders make uh, while marketing their product or whatever It's about um or at least I see it a lot I don't know whether it's the biggest mistake but I see it a lot um they um develop something they bring it out uh, and they say here's the product and this product has let's say five features and yeah the story stops there and um the customers asking themselves uh okay a product with five features does it help me uh which job can i get done with it uh what advantage does all this have um what will be the goal of this and so on and so there are almost no feelings on the on the customer side in in that moment um but when um when the marketing is different when you say okay hey dear customer you want to get this or that job done um the problem with this job is 1 2 and 3 and my product uh, my product helps you to solve all three problems that you have and get it done easily and fast and so on so if the marketing sounds like that it's totally different the the biggest mistake is putting your your product as the most important thing which is not um the the job of the customer the customer's job is the main thing so or the customer's goal yeah that's that's much more important copywriting plays a major role in all of this and so oh, yes. we talked yeah. about apple also the reason why their products sell because their 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 copies are in, incredible like like you said that yes, like exactly so that's exactly. a good copy what do you think the copy is incredible yeah. what what do you think 
uh, is the best like there's no there's no one method for it but what are the best practices that you keep in mind while creating copy for your uh, copy for your product yeah the um, the biggest thing for me was how do i know what to write about right yeah. it's in in the beginning um that's that's also how i i did it in into quiet to market in the beginning there's your product and there's the market there, there's the customer and there's nothing in between and you think okay i need maybe i need to talk about features now maybe a little later maybe these features have benefits okay these benefits they help to get a job done ah now it becomes more interesting um and the job that gets done moves the customer from the point of pain to the point of pleasure. Okay, so yeah. this is really interesting for them. Uh, so that's the way I, I think from product via features to benefits to jobs to, to pleasure. And then I need to tell the story backwards, right? I begin yeah. with, the with the pain and the pleasure and say, okay, I move you from pain to pleasure. How do I do that? Okay, by getting a job done. Ah, how does that work? Yeah, by using the benefits of my product. Oh, how does the product work? And so on. So it's important to tell the story in just the opposite direction uh, than it comes to mind, right? Indie hackers, for example, they think about their software and the, the terrific UI and the yeah. security and the performance and all this kind of stuff. This is for the end of the story. The beginning must always be um, about the customer, about pain and pleasure, about the job and so on. Um, so what I did, I created a system where you can uh, have these colorful building blocks, connect them. For example, uh, the product is red, the no, the, the customer is red, the product is orange, and then the features are brown and so on. So you connect them um, with all these colorful elements and it helps you to tell a story. You write um, uh, many little pieces of, of microcopy this can be totally boring and, and bland. Um, and um, then there's an AI inside it that spices it a little up. Um, you can tell the AI to make it more friendly, to make it more joyful, or to make it more painful, and so on. And um, afterwards, you get a longer story out of, out of it. And you put that, for example, into ChatGPT, let, let it generate something really interesting. Um, and then you go out with it to your landing page. Um, so that's that's what I did to get this the story told, right? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, uh, currently and in the future, will be the role of AI and uh, in in marketing, and will it replace copywriters? <laughs> that's a big <laughs> question which people ask. From, from what I see today, I don't think it will <laughs> replace good copywriters, but I, it will help them. It's like a junior assistant, yeah. right? For example, when I say to, to ChatGPT, um, I've got a topic called X, please create five headlines about X. Yeah, it goes ahead and does it. And then I can say, okay, headline three is interesting. Please expand that into five subheadings and a, and a few paragraphs. Okay, it goes, uh, it goes and does it. But what comes out not necessarily makes sense, right? For example, I uh, met a big fan of Mark Aurel, the, the Roman, yeah. um, uh, from the Roman Empire philosopher. Yeah. Uh, and he 
talks a lot about stoicism. So I said I said to Jet um, no or this other person, they they said to Chat GPT, please give me five important quotes about, let's say, I, that I can use for email marketing uh, that come from the world of Mark Aurel. Okay, so yeah. Chat GPT happily goes on, yeah, Mark Aurel said this and he said that and that. And uh, it even said um, in parentheses, it's from this book or from that book of his that he wrote in, in, in the old ancient Rome. And after a while, this friend realized, wait a minute, Mark Aurel never wrote that. And there is no book called X where the, all this is inside. So ChatGPT simply makes some, something up sometimes, yeah. right? Just to please you. ChatGPT is programmed to please people. And like, uh, like, what I do... Like normal human baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a junior, right? like a joyful junior who simply goes, charges ahead and does it. And I use it that way. I, I use it like a junior assistant and I check everything that comes out. I, I fact yeah. check everything. For example, when I asked to, I recently asked it to write some code. I said, please write me some code to, to uh, make an OAuth, an, an, um, um, an authentication, right? A login yeah. mechanism. Yeah. And it happily generated front end code in React. Yeah. And um, it was using secret information in the front end, this OAuth yeah. secret. Right. I thought, hey, this is totally wrong and insecure. And, and I said, uh, there's a security flaw in this code. And suddenly ChatGPT said, oh, yes, you're right. Maybe we should introduce another API endpoint and move it to the back end. And I said, hey, you, if you already know that, why didn't you write it correctly <laughs> in the first place? So, yeah, ChatGPT, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think that copywriters will be replaced because a human has to has to look whether all this makes sense. But that is my view of today. I don't know what happens in 10 years. Maybe <laughs> they will really replace us in certain aspects. What I think that all the AI tools, instead of replacing the uh, person who is doing the action, uh, they will in some way or the other help them to improve. Because yeah, uh, yeah, if you have right. a tough competition with you, which you know can replace you for free, then you'll uh, indefinitely you have to work hard in order to increase your skills and become better at whatever you do yeah yeah either work hard or be more inspired yeah i think what what ai lacks today is inspiration uh no not inspiration they can brainstorm perfectly but yeah. um but it's a kind of lack of style a lack of taste i think the the ai doesn't have taste today but maybe also that will change i don't know <laughs> That um, will yeah. The, the everything in AI I think has just started right now. Yeah, and right. It will continue yeah. to evolve over time. That is it. So what what uh, like let's talk about to quiet to marketing. So uh, what problems do you think that introverts face? What is the biggest problem which introverts face? Uh, while marketing the product because uh, it's not important that every every uh, introvert has to go on to a podcast and speak about the product they can write a blog <laughs> yeah. or something so uh, is it really that big of a problem yeah the the biggest problems uh, there are a number of them 
some of the introverts, they simply don't know how to do marketing. Um, that, so they need a structure. Uh, for example, in the, in the beginning, you, have, you need to have positioning, then messaging, then experimentation, and then strategy to bring you from, from the first point to the next level and so on. So this kind of structure, loss of uh, lack of structure is one, one problem that they have. The other thing is, um, for example, for people who build something like software or write a book or something, uh, they are deeply in, uh, into their, um, their creation, right? And when they yeah. wake up and it's the next week and they say, oh, I have to do marketing now, the switch yeah. is very hard, right? From creating a very focused uh, mind that you have yeah. while you're creating uh, to go back to an open mind with brainstorming, with creativity, with, with uh, experimentation and so on. So it's totally different. And um, yeah, I think many have a problem with this switch. So we have to make the switch as easy as possible. For example, with planning, um, you can yeah. plan your content a little further ahead. And when it's Sunday and you think, oh, I've got to do marketing for next week, you simply look into your plan and, and say, ah, there are three items I could do. Okay, I take the first one and do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a little, to get used to it, it's a little difficult uh, to get the switch done, for example. Then it's a lot about, um, what works and what doesn't work? Um, who is my ideal customer? On which channels do I reach them? Um, and, and it's also about the, the sequence of things. For example, yeah. uh, many indie hackers I know, they, they developed a product and afterwards they asked, oh, well, who's the customer for this product? Hmm. It's just wrong, right? First thing is, let's find some customers who have an interesting problem and then build a product that, that matches the problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it's also a matter of, of sequence of things. And finally, it's a lot about uh, tools and technology, but that's the last thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, and storytelling also. Yeah, storytelling is a big problem um, for, for software people. Or for, yeah. for book writers, not so much. And for musicians, I think it's also quite common to, to tell stories. So that they so shouldn't the have field a problem of with arts, that. basically. Uh, yeah, doing yeah. some form of art. So, um, uh, according to you, what is the uh, best? Uh, there's not, there's no one structure, but what is the best structure or sequence from the creation of a project till the launch and ahead of that? Mm, the best sequence. Mm, I think one good thing would be to begin with um, the channels uh, to reach the, the people, to find, to find the people and see, see them, see what they say. For example, when you go to a um, Facebook group or to a, um, a Twitter, uh, a part of Twitter, and you really see people talking about a problem, then you have found something. And yeah. then you can think about, okay, do I simply write a blog post, send it to them and say, here, here's the blog post that helps you. Or do I develop a product and um, tell them about it and say, hey, here's a product that can help you. Um, so I think the best thing is to start really with, with a bunch of people who have a problem. Yeah. And then you could position yourself. You could say, okay, um, I will be your guide uh, to, to something better. Right from the state where you are, where you have got that problem, um, I will guide you so that you can uh, go on with your life and be better. 
And um, yeah, this is the this this kind of role of a guide. Um, and then you need to give them a plan and uh, yeah, give them the next steps that they can do. And your product should help them um, go those next steps. And finally, you launch and say, okay, this is the complete story now. Um, here's my product. You can use it. Please sign up. Call to action at the end, right? Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good trick, right? Is that one, uh, do you follow that every time? Every time you launch? I, I hope so. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm still working on this, but uh, yeah, I, I have already launched, but I continue improving. For example, the landing page is my next thing that I want to improve. And afterwards, I want to go to, let's say, Product Hunt, Hacker News, Indie Hackers, and all these channels to, to create some buzz around it. So uh, what do you think, uh, how big of a role does personal branding, uh, personal branding play uh, uh, right now in 2023? It, uh, for, for a solopreneur, I think it, it's very important um, yeah. because you don't have a team. You don't have many people who can work for you. So you are kind of forced to, to have a personality that people can trust. And trust yeah. is very important these days. Yeah. Um, and personal branding simply helps you to, to tell people, hey, I'm this or that kind of guy. You can trust me. I'm just a normal person who's just good at making software, for example. Um, and they can begin to trust you when you see you're a real human being. I, I think it's quite important for a solopreneur. Like we see with Peter Levels and a lot of different uh, creators and India is on uh, Twitter too, actually. Yeah, that's right. The kind of Twitter celebrities like yeah. Peter Levels, Arvid Karl, and <laughs> whoever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, my last question: What advice would you like to give to all the like young founders and the people who are just starting out on the journey what yeah what are some the only advice here? the only advice that i'm really i, I can really give is um, make life easy for you and and start with the people who have a problem right don't start with a product right away but listen to people find out what problems they have and find a problem that you really like to solve for example don't jump on let's say doing taxes taxes is a problem <laughs> So don't jump on it and saying, oh, it's a confirmed problem. Everyone must pay taxes. So they, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. After a while, you, you won't have fun with making software about taxes. <laughs> so uh, it must also something that you have fun with. So find a problem uh, that is fun to solve. I think that's the, the main advice I would, I would give here. Yeah, that's very that's neat advice.